damn it, let's go, man. It's freaking the 16th of October, 2015, motivators. It's a freaking Tuesday afternoon, looking pretty good out here, like it should. It's October, my friends. It's finally going to get cool. It was like 80 degrees yesterday. I turned the heat on in the office in the morning, turned the friggin' AC on in the afternoon. One of those friggin' things. Indian summer shit. Is that even what that means? I don't know. Whatever. Deal with it. But fall is here. Let there be no doubt. It's 54 degrees right now. It's going to dip down nice and cool tonight. The leaves are friggin' turning colors. Corn stalks are over here on my right, starboard side. They're all dead or dying. It's time for the harvest, my friends. It's time for Halloween. And I stink and love Halloween. I don't know if I mentioned to you, but it's fairly common knowledge at this point that I'm going to be a spotted lantern fly for Halloween. And I'll tell you why. Because the SLF is my mortal enemy. So I just want to make a little fun. Have a little fun with the SLF. Do a little impersonation. I got myself uh, the bit in the makings of a costume. Put the sucker together. It's going to be freaking heinous anus, I tell you. Heinous anus. Nobody else is going to be the SLF. My kids are going to attack me with... uh, Silly string. They're going to be like exterminators if I have my way. Probably not. Probably want to be haunted cheerleaders and uh, Fortniteers and all that shit, right? So that's what I'm going to do for Halloween. I've always loved it from the time I was a little boy, whether I was a witch or a warlock or a friggin'. Uh, one time I was a knight in shining armor. I shit you not, my crafty mother, she crocheted a the chain mail for like a knight's outfit complete with the uh, those friggin skin those socks that are pointed at the end I had the whole outfit and it was hot as balls imagine me with my crocheted my knitted uh, chain mail uh, outfit it didn't it was breathable but it was hot as balls okay but I laughed last because it was an awesome costume that nobody did. My mother always did shit over the top because she knows she's good. All right? So, whatever I was, the occasion is all the entire, for the better part of October, you're getting ready for Halloween. The leaves are falling. The temperatures are cooling. The days are getting shorter. Less sunlight. It's almost time for Halloween. Now, as I grew up, it was all about trick-or-treating. Going door-to-door with your buddies, with your pillow uh, pillowcase sacks, or maybe you have one of those little cheesy-ass um, jack-o'-lantern, plastic jack-o'-lantern thing with the black strap. They were actually okay, but... The way to go was the pillowcase. Fill that friggin' pillowcase up. And uh, you go to different houses, get different treats. Sometimes you get friggin' Snickers bars. Sometimes you get a popcorn ball. Sometimes some little old hag will take a, a bunch of pennies and 
wrap them up in tin foil and put them in your thing. Kind of ridiculous, but hey, whatever you're going to do. Listen, one year I ran out of, we had so many trick-or-treaters as an adult now in Pennsylvania. Should have mentioned I grew up in Jersey. As an adult in PA, we had so many trick-or-treaters one night. Even after we turned the lights off, they came. And we were out of everything. And I was freaking dog-tired, just got back from the office. So what did I do? I gave them some instant oatmeal packets. Suck it up. It's probably the best treat that they got all night. You know? At least I gave them something. Now, Halloween is not something that everybody celebrates. Some people think it's the devil, literally. Now, I don't have Wikipedia open, but I believe All Hallows' Eve is kind of um, synonymous with uh, uh, All Saints' Day. So it's a time when we remember people who have passed on. This is the biblical Christian holiday, All Saints Day. I believe that's what it's all about. Remembering people who have passed on from this life to the next. In other words, heaven. Or maybe if you're an evil bastard, the, you know, hell. Regardless, there is said to be a spirit realm. There's believed to be a spirit realm where once we, you know, if matter cannot be or energy cannot be created nor destroyed, nearly changes place. And we're all just concentrations of energy animated as uh, human beings, living human beings, then when we die, where does the energy go, is the question. And I believe, we don't have, you know, science hasn't elucidated this yet, but I believe that that energy goes somewhere. It can be as simple as this. The energy from my decaying body goes into the ground. Now I'm not going to get one of those fucking stupid-ass stainless steel um, impregnable caskets just freaking put me in the ground. However, take a freaking hole, throw me in there. This way, it's easier for my body tissues to decay, and all the little mic, all the little bacteria, and all the little bugs and beetles and worms can come and they can just have a feast. And those beetles and worms will be eaten by birds and snakes and all that shit. And then you know the food chain, right? maybe a freaking red-tailed hawk, my totem animal, will swoop down and snatch up that beetle. And everybody gets a little share of my morsels there. So that, that, as far as I'm concerned, scientifically, that's all, that's possible. As far as heaven and floating around and ghosts and, uh, you know, good and bad spirits, perhaps, sure, if somebody's a real evil bastard, then is it possible that they that goes somewhere that that hate that evil that that winds up circulating in the ether somewhere and nestles itself into some other creature and maybe the bugs and bacteria that eat eat that evil bastard maybe maybe then they're evil bacteria some sort of the, the energy that the negative shit sure that's why should we all we should all strive to be positive as possible. So, friggin' All Saints Day, All Hallows Eve, the harvest, as I pass these cornfields in Pennsylvania, all the fruit has gone, has been harvested, 
the sun's rays in the summertime, <clears throat> so brilliant, shine down, and the chlorophyll on the that makes all plant matter green, particularly the leaves, that chlorophyll is going to produce a reaction with the sun. It's going to help produce sugar. And sugar is going to be what the basis of most fruit and grains is all about. And not coincidentally, that sugar is our body's preferred fuel source. In particular, our brain, but all of our cells love sugar. People say outlaw sugar, but it's what our body breaks everything down into. Glucose. Very simple sugar. So anyway, Halloween we eat a lot of sugar too. Whatever you're after, the harvest, the crops have been harvested by now. The crackle of the leaves, the smell of those first wood-burning stoves. Remember we had one of those when I was growing up. It was friggin' awesome. I love it. The crackle and the, the warmth of it. Snuggle up next to it. Halloween's cool. But I have, I have a friend of mine. She's from the Czech Republic. And she says that it's all about just remembering the dead. And acknowledging the afterlife. So maybe you go to a cemetery. little uh, ceremony. And that's all she wrote. My friend says she doesn't like the gore and the, all the skeletons and Draculas and all that shit that we are so crazy about in um, the States. I have another friend. She's an African-American, a black woman. There's no way in hell she's letting her kids go out on Halloween because she believes that anything that is not God must be the devil. You should be careful where you put your emphasis and your attention, which makes sense to me. For her. To me, Halloween is all about our greatest fears basically not being realized, right? The reality of that. You know, I saw an infographic where it's a circle, big circle, and that was all of the things we're scared of. And then there's a medium circle in that inside the big circle, and that was all the things that could potentially actually happen to somebody. And then there's a little tiny pinpoint inside the medium one. So a circle inside a circle inside a circle. And that little tiny pinpoint was all the things that actually do ultimately happen to us. So most of our fears are embellished in our mind. And so why not just friggin' know that? Take, take some solace in the fact that the majority of the boogeyman and Dracula and you know, cannibal, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers and uh, the wolf man. That shit ain't going to happen. You know, that's that's fiction. Now, there's some bad people out there. You know, they're, they're few and far between, really, comparatively. It's pretty amazing we've got a lot of good people on this earth. So let's just go out there and freaking go trick-or-treat and dress up like Voltron or a witch or a warlock, whatever the hell you're into, you know? Have fun with it with the kids. Bob for apples. <laughs> Be sure to check them first. No razor blades, right? Have a costume party, you know? <clears throat> Make some macabre party favors. Shit like that. I think it's pretty cool. <clears throat> you know, 
I know somebody else who, who is not going to go out for Halloween as a, a friend from an old job that I had. One of my first jobs when I got out of the Corps, I worked as a security guy, uh, guard at this insurance company. And I worked the 4 to midnight shift, which was so cush. All I did was sit at the front desk and study my undergraduate coursework. Maybe go around, do a little patrol with my tight-ass pants and my friggin' shirt, this friggin' tight-ass razor-sharp creases and my badge, looking like a badass in my friggin' spit-shine shoes. Maybe there'd be a, a couple um, young ladies, insurance personnel that would be staying late and I would schmooze at them, strike up a conversation, you know, back in my carousing days. These were good times, but, you know, during the 4 to midnight shift, something else happened. That was that the cleaning folks came in, and the cleaning folks were almost exclusively Haitian. They lived in this town adjacent that, you know, Bruce Springsteen made famous, and it was famous in its own right years ago, later became a dump, Asbury Park, New Jersey. So the cleaning crew comes from Asbury Park, they all bust them in, they jump out, they dust and clean and do the whole nine yards. Haitian people, they're, you know, they've got a French influence, so on and so forth. You're here of voodoo, my friends. Well, these folks believe in voodoo. They've seen it. It's, you know, they're, they're a Christian, these folks, but there are folks who believe in voodoo. A good percentage of the population at least believes that it's possible, you know, to put spells on folks and incantations and crazy stuff with chicken bones and all that shit, I assume dude would tell me about how he had seen people who had been cursed. He described, he, he called it when somebody puts the pound on you. The pound or powed or whatever. He had a, you know, a, like a friend, like a Cajun, like a French uh, ish accent. Creole. Is that the right term? I don't know. But their native language was French. or A combination of French and something else. I couldn't tell what the fuck he was saying. The pound. Somebody, somebody put the pound on him, and he was a construction worker, and he went up on a, on a scaffold, and he fell to his death, broke his neck, and that was the end of him. Right? So, they believe that in voodoo, something to be genuinely fearful of, would say that there were these in the city, a very impoverished city, not a lot of food, not a lot of anything. You'd see that periodically, you'd see on a random street corner, a big kettle, like a witch's kettle, I imagine, steaming with all the, just overflowing with food and broth and all these good things, when so, so many had so little to eat. And people, nobody would touch it, this cauldron, because they knew that it was the voodoo people that had something brewing in there. And if you messed with it, or them, they were going to curse your ass and you're going to die. A horrible death. Halloween, my friends. Ichabod Crane with his big-ass Adam's apple and the bully that friggin' throw, uh, masqueraded as a headless horseman and threw a flaming pumpkin, fucked his ass up, going across the covered bridge. Halloween. The Peanuts Gang, you know, with the great pumpkin and Linus and friggin' Pigpen and Lucy always playing tricks on old Charlie Brown 
pulling the football away when she was supposed to be holding it for him to kick. The legend of the great pumpkin. <clears throat> There's so much good to um, to celebrate about Halloween. Look at this beautiful. Look at this house over here. Got some mums out there. Got some pumpkins and some mums out there adorning their front stoop. They're ready for trick or treaters. So that's my two cents on Halloween. I don't think it's anything to be afraid of. I don't think it's... I think it's a victimless holiday. It's a little bit short. But, you know, why not really celebrate the fall? The harvest. People who have gone before us. have passed from this earth. That live in the spirit realm. Believe what you ever want to believe. Watch Poltergeist. Listen, Poltergeist 2... In my opinion, it was the scarier one, and one of the scariest horror movies I've ever seen. And I'll tell you why. He was that creepy old fucking bald guy with the, you know, he looked like a skull. He looked like a skeleton. The Reverend Kane, I think his name was. And he comes up to the door and he says, Hello, I'm just taking a walk. It's raining. Right, it's it's raining as he's walking down the street, and he's singing, "God is in His holy temple. Earthly thoughts be silent now." Right, and it's fucking raining. All of a sudden, the sun comes out after he makes it up to their front door, and he's asking questions and wants to come in and talk. He's telling them things that he shouldn't know. He's describing something about their daughter. She's in danger. Your daughter, Carol Ann, is in great danger. I need to talk to you. Right? Evil fucking bastard. And then he's like, let me in. Let me in. I would have knocked his friggin' teeth out right through the screen. Pulled his pants down and spanked his friggin' bony-ass sacrum right in front of everybody. Don't you ever come to my friggin' doorstep and demand to see my child or tell me about bad luck or come up with your fucking bullshit Bible-thumping, fear-mongering ass. Hey, if you're a goddamn Dracula, I'll smash you in the friggin' face with a garlic clove and pull your fangs out with a pair of friggin' needle-nose pliers for my carving kit. If you're the wolf man, I'll pull all the friggin' hair out on the back of your neck and your on, in your taint, and I'll freaking shoot you with a silver bullet, buckshot, right in the chest. Boom. If you're the damn mummy, I'll unravel your ass for everybody to see, and you'll rattle to the floor in a freaking pile of bones and guts and puke. You know. If you're Frankenstein, I'll take those screws in the side of your head and I'll freaking turn them in. I'll tighten shit up for you. Real quick, Frank. You're the boogeyman. I'll freaking pick you and flick you like a booger. Don't be scared of the stupid shit, alright? Laugh at it. Isn't it funny? Look at him. His thing is that he bites you in the neck and it gives him eternal life. He needs to continue to bite people 
and suck their blood or he can't live because he's dead, you see? Hey, and Wolfman, I don't know, when he gets got bit by a wolf and fucking, and when the moon is full, he goes out and attacks people. Isn't that funny? Isn't that crazy? A little scary. Oh, look at him. You know, look at Frankenstein. Some guy, mad scientist, was a grave robber and put together, spliced together a bunch of different cadavers trying to make this creature. Animated with a bolt of lightning. What an interesting story. What an interesting concept. You know, I remember when I was in uh, high school, we had to analyze Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Like, what is he... What, what was Frankenstein's monster? Like, you know, what, what is the whole idea? Like, what is he sim- symbolic of? Why does scientists need to animate somebody? And I'm thinking, okay, maybe life after death, the futility of you know, worrying about our mortality. Uh, you could say that the... Um, Frankenstein's monster was... scientists trying to in vain to reproduce life you know you study so much life and they don't know anything about death everybody's fearful of, of it and creating something from nothing reanimating people I had some other thoughts on that and they were pretty damn good but I can't remember them at this time but, you know, we're all kind of Frankenstein-ish in our own right. We're all monsters to a degree, are we not? So don't take yourself so damn serious. Go get yourself a friggin' Halloween mask. Join me out there. Walk around the community with the spotted lantern fly. Especially you adults. You just take yourself so, so damn seriously. You, it ain't whether or not your kids, or you're going to go out, your kids probably... Ain't even gonna go out there. Get your fucking ass on that sidewalk, and strip off your pillowcase, and get yourself some Zag nuts and Snickers bars and Bazooka Joe, and then go home and open up your candy, dump it on the floor, and pick through it, and all the bad shit, toss in the freaking trash can, and divide up everything. You know, it's a nice little thing. Bob for apples. Do fucking something. I don't know. <laughs> Damn it, let's go, man. It's friggin' the 16th of October, 2015, motivators. It's a friggin' Tuesday afternoon. Looking pretty good out here, like it should. It's October, my friends. It's finally gonna get cool. It was like 80 degrees yesterday. I turned the heat on in the office in the morning. Turned the friggin' AC on in the afternoon. One of those friggin' things. Indian summer shit. Is that even what that means? I don't know. Whatever. Deal with it. But fall is here. Let there be no doubt. It's 54 degrees right now. It's going to dip down nice and cool tonight. The leaves are friggin' turning colors. Corn stalks are over here on my right. Starboard side. They're all dead. Or dying. It's time for the harvest, my friends. It's time for Halloween. And... I stink and love Halloween. I don't know if I mentioned to you, but it's fairly common knowledge at this point that I'm going to be a spotted lantern fly for Halloween. 
And I'll tell you why. Because the SLF is my mortal enemy. So I just want to make a little fun. Have a little fun with the SLF. Do a little impersonation. So I got myself uh, the, the makings of a costume. Put the sucker together. It's going to be freaking heinous anus, I tell you. Heinous anus. Nobody else is going to be the SLF. My kids are going to attack me with uh, silly string. They're going to be like exterminators if I have my way. Probably not. Probably want to be haunted cheerleaders and uh, Fortniteers and all that shit, right? So that's what I'm going to do for Halloween. I've always loved it from the time I was a little boy, whether I was a witch or a warlock or a friggin'. Uh, one time I was a knight in shining armor. I shit you not, my crafty mother, she crocheted a the chain mail for like a knight's outfit, complete with the uh, those friggin' skin, those socks that are pointed at the end. I had the whole outfit, and it was hot as balls. Imagine me with my crocheted, my knitted uh, chain mail uh, outfit. It didn't. It was breathable, but it was hot as balls. Okay, but I laughed last because it was an awesome costume that nobody did. My mother always did shit over the top because she knows she's good. All right. So whatever I was, the occasion is all the entire, for the better part of October, you're getting ready for Halloween. The leaves are falling. The temperatures are cooling. The days are getting shorter, less sunlight. It's almost time for Halloween. Now, as I grew up, it was all about trick-or-treating. Going door-to-door with your buddies, with your pillow uh, pillowcase sacks, or maybe you have one of those little cheesy-ass... Um, jack-o'-lantern, plastic jack-o'-lantern thing with the black strap. They were actually okay, but the way to go was the pillowcase. Fill that friggin' pillowcase up and uh, you go to different houses, get different treats. Sometimes you get friggin' Snickers bar, sometimes you get a popcorn ball, sometimes some little old hag will take a, a bunch of pennies and wrap them up in tinfoil and put them in your thing. Kind of ridiculous, but hey, whatever you're going to do. Listen, one year I ran out of, we had so many trick-or-treaters as an adult now in Pennsylvania. Should have mentioned I grew up in Jersey. As an adult in PA, we had so many trick-or-treaters one night. Even after we turned the lights off, they came. And we were out of everything. And I was freaking dog-tired, just got back from the office. So what did I do? I gave him some instant oatmeal packets. Suck it up. It's probably the best treat that they got all night. You know? At least I gave him something. Now, Halloween is not something that everybody celebrates. Some people think it's the devil, literally. Now, I don't have Wikipedia open, but I believe All Hallows' Eve is kind of um, synonymous with... uh, All Saints Day. 
So it's a time when we remember people who have passed on. This is the biblical Christian holiday, All Saints Day. I believe that's what it's all about. Remembering people who have passed on from this life to the next. In other words, heaven. Or maybe if you're an evil bastard, the, you know, hell. Regardless, there's said to be a spirit realm. There's believed to be a spirit realm where once we, you know, if matter cannot be or energy cannot be created nor destroyed, nor really changes place, and we're all just concentrations of energy animated as uh, human beings, living human beings, then when we die, where does the energy go, is the question. And I believe, we don't have, you know, science hasn't elucidated this yet, but I believe that that energy goes somewhere. It can be as simple as this. The energy from my decaying body goes into the ground. Now I'm not going to get one of those fucking stupid-ass stainless steel um, impregnable caskets just freaking put me in the ground. However, take a freaking hole, throw me in there. This way, it's easier for my body tissues to decay, and all the little mic, all the little bacteria, and all the little bugs and beetles and worms can come and they can just have a feast. And those beetles and worms will be eaten by birds and snakes and all that shit. And then the, you know the food chain, right? maybe a freaking. Red-tailed hawk, my totem animal, will swoop down and snatch up that beetle. And everybody gets a little share of my morsels there. So that, that, as far as I'm concerned, scientifically, that's all, that's possible. As far as heaven and floating around and ghosts and, uh, you know, good and bad spirits, perhaps, sure, if somebody's a real evil bastard then is it possible that they, that goes somewhere, that, that hate, that evil, that that winds up circulating in the ether somewhere and nestles itself into some other creature, and maybe the bugs and bacteria that eat, eat that evil bastard, maybe, maybe then they're evil bacteria, some sort of the, the energy, that the negative shit, sure, that's why should we all, we should all strive to be positive as possible. So, friggin' All Saints Day, All Hallows' Eve, the harvest, as I pass these cornfields in Pennsylvania, all the fruit has gone, has been harvested. The sun's rays in the summertime, <clears throat> so brilliant, shine down, and the chlorophyll on the, that makes all plant matter green, particularly the leaves, that chlorophyll is going to produce or a reaction with the sun is going to help produce sugar. And sugar is going to be what the basis of most fruit and grains is all about. And not coincidentally, that sugar is our body's preferred fuel source. In particular, our brain, but all of our cells love sugar. People say I love sugar, but what our body breaks everything down into glucose very simple sugar so anyway Halloween we eat a lot of sugar too whatever you're after the harvest the crops have been harvested by now the crackle of the leaves the smell of those first wood burning stoves remember we had one of those when I was growing up 
friggin' awesome. I love it. The crackle and the, the warmth of it. Snuggle up next to it. Halloween's cool. But I have, I have a friend of mine. She's from the Czech Republic. And she says that it's all about just remembering the dead. And acknowledging the afterlife. So maybe you go to a cemetery. Little uh, ceremony. And that's all she wrote. My friend says she doesn't like the gore and the all the skeletons and Draculas and all that shit that we are so crazy about in um, the States. I have another friend. She's an African-American, a black woman. There's no way in hell she's letting her kids go out on Halloween because she believes that anything that is not God must be the devil. You should be careful where you put your emphasis and your attention, which makes sense to me for her. To me, Halloween is all about our greatest fears basically not being realized, right? The reality of that. You know, I saw an infographic where it's a circle, big circle, and that was all the things we're scared of. And then there's a medium circle in that inside the big circle, and that was all the things that could potentially actually happen to somebody. And then there's a little tiny pinpoint inside the medium one. So a circle inside a circle inside a circle. And that little tiny pinpoint was all the things that actually do ultimately happen to us. So most of our fears are embellished in our mind. And so why not just friggin' know that? Take, take some solace in the fact that the majority of the boogeyman and Dracula and you know, cannibal, cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers and uh, the wolf man, that shit ain't going to happen. You know, that's, that's fiction. Now there's some bad people out there, you know, they're, they're few and far between really comparatively. It's pretty amazing. We've got a lot of good people on this earth. So let's just go out there and freaking go trick or treat and dress up like Voltron or a witch or a warlock, whatever the hell you're into, you know? Have fun with it with the kids. Bob for apples. <clears throat> Be sure to check them first. No razor blades, right? Have a costume party, you know? <clears throat> Make some macabre party favors. Shit like that. I think it's pretty cool. <clears throat> you know, I know somebody else who, who is not going to go out for Halloween as a, a friend from an old job that I had. One of my first jobs when I got out of the Corps, I worked as a security guy, uh, guard at this insurance company. And I worked the 4 to midnight shift, which was so cush. All I did was sit at the front desk and study my undergraduate coursework. Maybe go around, do a little patrol with my tight-ass pants and my freaking shirt. This freaking tight-ass razor sharp creases in my badge looking like a badass in my freaking spit shine shoes maybe there'd be a, a couple um, young ladies insurance personnel that would be staying late and I would schmooze at them strike up a conversation you know back in my carousing days these were good times but you know during the 4 to midnight shift something else happened that was that the cleaning folks came in and the cleaning folks were almost exclusively Haitian. They lived in this town adjacent that you know Bruce Springsteen made famous. And it was famous in its own right years ago. 
later became a dump, Asbury Park, New Jersey. So the cleaning crew comes from Asbury Park, they all bust them in, they jump out, they dust and clean and do the whole nine yards. Haitian people, they're, you know, they've got a French influence, so on and so forth. You're here of voodoo, my friends. Well, these folks believe in voodoo. They've seen it. It's, you know, they were Christian, these folks, but there are folks who believe in voodoo. A good percentage of the population at least believes that it's possible you know, to put spells on folks and incantations and crazy stuff with chicken bones and all that shit, I assume. Dude would tell me about how he had seen people who had been cursed. He described, he, he called it when somebody puts the pound on you. The pound or powed or whatever. He had a, you know, a, like a friend, like a Cajun, like a French uh, ish accent. Creole, is that the right term? I don't know. But their native language was French or a combination of French and something else. I couldn't tell what the fuck he was saying. The pound. Somebody, somebody put the pound on him, and he was a construction worker, and he went up on a, on a scaffold, and he fell to his death, broke his neck, and that was the end of him. Right? So, they believe that in voodoo, something to be genuinely fearful of, would say that there were these in the city, a very impoverished city, not a lot of food, not a lot of anything. You'd see that periodically, you'd see on a random street corner, a big kettle, like a witch's kettle, I imagine, steaming with all the, just overflowing with food and broth and all these good things, when so so many had so little to eat. And people, nobody would touch it, this cauldron, because they knew that it was the voodoo people that had something brewing in there. And if you messed with it, or them, they were going to curse your ass and you're going to die. A horrible death. Halloween, my friends. Ichabod Crane with his big-ass Adam's apple and the bully that friggin' throw, uh, masqueraded as a headless horseman and threw a flaming pumpkin, fucked his ass up, going across the covered bridge. Halloween. The Peanuts Gang, you know, with the great pumpkin and Linus and friggin' Pigpen and Lucy always playing tricks on old Charlie Brown, pulling the football away when she was supposed to be holding it for him to kick. The legend of the great pumpkin. <clears throat> There's so much good to um, to celebrate about Halloween. Look at this beautiful. Look at this house over here. Got some mums out there. Got some pumpkins and some mums out there adorning their front stoop. They're ready for trick-or-treaters. So that's my two cents on Halloween. I don't think it's anything to be afraid of. I don't think it's... I think it's a victimless holiday. It's a little bit short. But, you know, why not really celebrate the fall? The harvest. People who've gone before us have passed from this earth that live in the spirit realm. Believe what you ever want to believe. Watch Poltergeist. Listen, Poltergeist 2, in my opinion, was the scarier one, and one of the scariest horror movies I've ever seen. And I'll tell you why. 
he was that creepy old fucking bald guy with the, you know, he looked like a skull. He looked like a skeleton. The Reverend Kane, I think his name was. And he comes up to the door and he says, Hello, I'm just taking a walk. It's raining, right? It's, it's raining as he's walking down the street and he's singing, God is in his holy temple. Earthly thoughts be silent now. Right? And it's fucking raining. All of a sudden, the sun comes out after he makes it up to their front door. And he's asking questions and wants to come in and talk. He's telling them things that he shouldn't know. He's describing something about their daughter. She's in danger. Your daughter, Carol Ann, is in great danger. I need to talk to you. Right? Evil fucking bastard. And then he's like, let me in. Let me in. I would have knocked his friggin' teeth out right through the screen. Pulled his pants down and spanked his friggin' bony-ass sacrum right in front of everybody. Don't you ever come to my friggin' doorstep and demand to see my child or tell me about bad luck or come up with your fucking bullshit Bible-thumping fear-mongering ass. Hey, if you're a goddamn Dracula, I'll smash you in the friggin' face with a garlic clove and pull your fangs out with a pair of friggin' needle-nose pliers for my carving kit. If you're the wolf man, I'll pull all the friggin' hair out on the back of your neck and your, on, in your taint, and I'll friggin' shoot you with a silver bullet, buckshot, right in the chest. Boom. If you're the damn mummy, I'll unravel your ass for everybody to see. And you'll rattle to the floor in a friggin' pile of bones and guts and puke. You know? If you're Frankenstein, I'll take those screws in the side of your head and I'll frickin' turn them in! I'll tighten shit up for you. Real quick, Frank. You're the boogeyman. I'll frickin' pick you and flick you like a booger. Don't be scared of the stupid shit, all right? Laugh at it. Isn't it funny? Look at him. His thing is that he bites you in the neck and it gives him eternal life. He needs to continue to bite people and suck their blood or he can't live because he's dead, you see? Hey, and Wolfman. I don't know. When he gets got bit by a wolf and fucking... And when moon is full, he goes out and attacks people. Isn't that funny? Isn't that crazy? A little scary. Oh, look at him. You know, look at Frankenstein. Some guy, mad scientist, was a grave robber and put together, spliced together a bunch of different cadavers trying to make this creature. Animated with a bolt of lightning. What an interesting story. What an interesting concept. Yeah, I remember when I was in uh, high school, we had to analyze Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Like, what is he... What, what was Frankenstein's monster? Like, you know... What, what is the whole idea? Like, what is he sim- symbolic of? Why does scientists need to animate somebody? And I'm thinking, okay, maybe life after death, the futility of you know, worrying about our mortality. Uh, you could say that the... 
Frankenstein's monster was, uh, you know, scientists trying to, in vain, to reproduce life. You know, somebody studies so much life and they don't know anything about death. Everybody's fearful of, of it and creating something from nothing. Reanimating people. I had some other thoughts on that, and they were pretty damn good. But I can't remember them at this time. But, you know, we're all kind of Frankenstein-ish in our own right. We're all monsters to a degree, are we not? So don't take yourself so damn serious. Go get yourself a friggin' Halloween mask. Join me out there. Walk around the community with the spotted lantern fly. Especially you adults, you take yourself so, so damn seriously. You, it ain't whether or not your kids or you're gonna go out. Your kids probably ain't even gonna go out there. Get your fucking ass on that sidewalk and strip off your pillowcase and get yourself some Zag nuts and Snickers bars and Bazooka Joe, and then go home and open up your candy, dump it on the floor, and pick through it and all the bad shit, toss in the frickin' trash can and. Divide up everything. You know, it's a nice little thing. Bob Frapples, do fucking something. I don't know. <laughs>